The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. How many of you got something from that? Amen. And Pastor was talking about defiers and deniers. How many of you got something from that? Powerful word. Powerful word that challenges, that, that brings disciples to the next level. Amen. How many of you want to go to the next level? How many of you want to how, how many of you want to see signs, miracles and wonders in your life? You see, there's some people right now that need hope and need peace and need joy and need love. And the world has a substitute for them that's trying to pull them away and pull them from the church and pull them away from your families. And there's one named Jesus that can provide true hope. Hello, true peace. Amen. Now, now, there's a lot of people right now that you know they're they're looking for a uh, they're looking for a message. They're looking for um, maybe a sermon today. And you know the thing about it is is that we we have a need for the Lord Jesus Christ. There are some people right now that need hope that need peace. They, they're looking maybe for this or that, but they really need a miracle. Hello? Church family, we need to stay in prayer. There are some people today that aren't here today that they're, they need to be here, but they're looking for a miracle from God. How many of you have ever been in that situation? Absolutely. There's times when each one of us needed hope and peace and joy and love, and that's what the Advent season's all about as you as you read in these in these in these pamphlets but the world loves to cause us to sway from that many of many of my days i didn't know what true love was i knew what lust was i didn't know what true joy was i knew what happiness because i would buy things that made me happy until i got my first payment right I didn't I didn't know what what true peace was because there was always a substitute. You know, sometimes people associate peace with happiness and calm seas. But how many how many of you have learned that in your Christian walk that just because you got saved doesn't mean that everything is calm all the time? Hello? Let me tell you, that's a doctrine of, of certain false prophets that they try to lead people to Christ to make some confession to say it's all going to be better when you give your heart to Jesus. You'll never have a problem. You'll never go through anything. There'll be nothing wrong in your life. Just come to Jesus. Come up front. Say the magic prayer and your life will be good. False teaching. The difference is you now will never have to go alone. Not that you will... Hello? Amen. There are some people deceived today that they they thought just because they got they got saved that everything was going to work out. Spun out now when problems number one come, problem number two, and they need the true peace that passes all understanding. You see, the world doesn't get it. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Hello? I maybe you can say that this morning. Jesus is Lord. Can I go another deeper on you? Jesus is the reason for the season. Are you here? Amen? Jesus is the reason for the season. 
every day. But oh, I live most of my life just thinking that Christmas is only about presents. And there's people till, still today that think that Christmas is only about presents. Well, there was one present, a gift that, that all of us need receiving, and his name is Jesus. But you know, I went so many years not understanding that principle. I thought that, that as long as there was presents under the tree, that's what Christmas was all about. And you don't have this in the scriptures that we're gonna they're gonna give, but it was on my heart this morning in prayer time and it came to me. How many of you know that's an important time for you to get with the Lord? You know, we've been recently we've been talking about the last time I spoke we talked about draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. How many of you have been working on that? How many of you have been setting aside time, daily reading, daily prayer, some praise worship? music to draw closer to God and in the prayer time this morning and and it came to me in in John chapter 3 verse 30 it says he must increase but I must decrease some of you may not realize that that's been going on this year with me I must decrease he must increase in my life. You see, as you draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. It's His promise. If you're in need of peace today, can I urge you, those of you watching by the broadcast, God bless you, we're glad you're watching. But can I, can I encourage you to draw near to Him this season? You're going through trial after trial. Family issue after issue. Some are sick. Some are in pain. Some are going through stress. Draw near to God. The world can't do it for you. The world can't fix all your problems. Mom and dad can't do it. Aunt and uncle can't do it. Grandma and grandma can't do it. But Jesus can. I've had to learn this over the years. You see, not my way, but his way. You see, that's the prayer. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done in my life. Well, Lord, what do you have for me in my life? What does the Lord have for you in your life? Because let me tell you, when you find out what you're called to do, that will give you peace. If you find out what you're supposed to be doing, where you're supposed to do, what steps you're supposed to take, which direction you're supposed to go, that will bring hope, that will bring peace, that will bring joy, that will bring love in your life because you're fulfilling that very thing that's in you because in this world, many things will try to be a substitute to you that will bring false hope, false joy, false peace. Hello? But when you, when you get in line with his word, let me tell you, there's where you find true peace. And we're, talking about, we're going to talk about peace today. Because the world has sold people a bunch of bill of goods. There's a false peace out there. There's, there's a peace that only God can provide, and there's a peace that the world tries to provide, and it has people deceived. And let me go so far, Christians deceived. There's people with one foot in the church and one foot out of the church and they wonder why they're going through headaches. 
They come to the Lord for a season. They get their needs met. Boom. And they wonder why they go through trial after trial after trial. You've not made that true commitment to the Lord. Hello? Does it make any sense to come to the Lord in a trial? Then he heals you, he fixes you, and then walk away and turn from that and go back into the mess. It makes no sense to me. But did it. Done it a couple times. Had to get my eyes opened. Amen? Last time I spoke, I, I talked about that drawing near to God, and he'll draw near to you. And as we reflect on the birth of Jesus, that's, that should be our focus. Every day, shouldn't it? Hello? Shouldn't be just the Advent season, should it? Just at Christmas time, I mean, it's beautiful. We got the beautiful lights and the Christmas songs. But what about every day that ends in Y? Hello? Yeah, I know. I'm going to try to teach a little bit today, but I might do a little preaching. Amen? Amen? Jesus was a gift. Why was he born? So that we could all have presents? So we could all go get Christmas trees? Have lights? You see, the heart of it is, is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you and I so that we will have eternal life. There was a price to be paid because the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Hello? We've got to get right to the heart of this thing because most of my life I had no understanding of the shedding of blood and the remission of sins. Why? Because I was a sinner that didn't recognize that I was a sinner. And most people today do not realize that they are separated from God. And it's a, a tough teaching, but something that has to be said if you're going to understand Christmas and the whole of why Jesus came, why he was born in the first place. He fulfilled that very need that needed to be met, that we would have our sins forgiven. Hello? Is that truth? Amen. Hallelujah. You see, I learned something a little bit over the years. Praise God. You see, I was in sin. I needed a Savior. And the, and the reality is, is that you and I and our friends and our families will not come to Jesus Christ until they recognize the fact that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and we're in need of a Savior. And that Savior's name is Jesus Christ. Hello. Amen. You need peace today. You find it in Jesus. True peace. In this world, you'll have trouble. You'll have tribulation, but there's going to be a day when, as a born-again believer, disciple of Jesus Christ, you can have confidence and peace that knowing that one day, when you take your last breath, to be absent from this body is to be present from the Lord. And from that time on, you will find true peace, and you will know things that you've never known before. You will find yourself in joy in a mansion that, that is unspeakable. You'll find yourself walking in the very presence of God. But if you've allowed sin to, to keep a hold of you, it will be a chain to you, and you'll not know true peace. 
from that moment that you take your last breath, you will, you will only find yourself in agony and pain in a spot that is hot in hell where the very lips and the, and the tongue could be, could be gathered. And people don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear the, the heaven and hell, especially on Christmas. Everything's supposed to be good and warm and fuzzy. But the reality is this is the time to tell the truth of why Jesus was born for you and I to be in heaven because not everybody goes to heaven. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 that some will say on that day, Lord, Lord, paraphrasing, I did this, I did this, I did this. There's going to be song leaders, there's going to be people on stages, there's going to be pastors. There's going to be preachers, and they said, well, I preached for you, I did this. And Jesus is going to say, he's going to turn at them. This is your word, this isn't what I say, this is your word says this. This is the infallible word of God, look it up yourselves. He's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Well, that doesn't sound very peaceful, Pastor. I came in here for some peaceful, joyful message. This is a joyful message because you and I's sin can be restored and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the best message of hope and peace that I could ever give anybody, that you can have a peace knowing where you're going. Hallelujah. Somebody get excited in this house. Amen. What You want to talk about peace. To know that you are residing with the Father day in and day out in the glory of God for eternity. Man. Those ones that are so deceived that they think that they're born again, that they're walking contrary to the Word of God, they're on a path that so concerns me because they they have this false peace about them that I'm all right, you're all right. That's false peace. But you disciples, you Christians, you born-again believers, you spirit-filled Christians, you've got a peace in your heart no matter what storm you're going through, right? Let it happen. What did I tell you a couple weeks ago? Let the storm hit. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Let it hit. Bring it. You're like, well, that's awful bold of you. That's right. It's time to get bold in the Lord. It's time to be that Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. It's time for us to take a stand on the Word of God. Amen? Hello? Amen? You see, I'm not going to sugarcoat this thing. Oh, God is love. He is love. He came with a purpose to die in your place and pay a price you and I could never pay. We can't do enough good works, church. We can't give away enough hats. We can't give away enough money. We can't buy Christmas presents here and get our way into heaven. It's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hello. Amen. Oh, why did I miss this for years? And now I rejoice in knowing that. Thank you, Lord. You opened up my eyes to what Christmas is about and having some true peace in this world. Hopefully those have stuck around already, but they need to hear the message. They need to hear the message of hope. Turn your life to Jesus Christ and you'll find true peace, true hope, true love, true joy. Amen. Amen. Turn with me into Isaiah 59, if you will. Amen. Isaiah 59, verse 1. I'll begin reading as you get there. Behold, the Lord's not shortened that it cannot save nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But in verse 2, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. 
there is a uh, there is a piece there that that is faded from all the sinners, you and I. There was an ultimate lack of peace right there. Do you realize that? That our sins separate us from the one true God. That's not a good deal, guys. He says, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversity. Yep, that was me. That's me. Been there, done that. Not proud of it, but I know where I came from. I know what the Lord delivered me out of. Hello? Look, what the, look, look at what path I was on. Look what path you were on. In a, and move all the way down into Isaiah 59, verse 7. It says, their feet run to evil. Hello? And they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. Look at this verse. I have this highlighted. The way of peace they have not known. And there is no justice in their ways. They have made themselves crooked paths. Whoever takes that way shall not know peace. Hello? Peace was not available to me because I was separated from God. I didn't search for peace. I didn't like peace. I wanted a false peace of making this flesh happy. Hello? In today's age, we still have sinners and Christians, false converts, striving to make this flesh happy and calling it peace. It's not true peace. It is, we live in this society that says that if we just coexist and everything's okay and you're okay and, and don't confront anybody, no one can have a different thought or there. If we all just live in peace, let me tell you, compromise leads to worldly peace, not godly peace. Hello? You might want to write that down. Compromise will not lead you in the ways of godly peace. To the sinner, we did not understand what peace really was. Any peace we knew was really worldly peace. Remember the old, remember the old, uh, I think there were commercials that said, Calgon, take me away. If I can just go to my hot tub, life will be good, right? If I just have my favorite chocolate, it's all good. My, my root beer float, if I got my root beer float, it's all good. If, if, I, if I take a vacation or, or maybe, if I, uh, maybe if I go down this road or go down that road, that I will appease this flesh to the point that all is good. That's not true peace. And many of us need to learn what true peace is all about. Hello? And I'm hoping today that I can teach a little bit through my days and through my, my, my study. I went through recently, and, I, and those of you know that we, we endorsed the Spirit Life, Spirit-Filled Life Bible. And I went through every scripture I could find that directly referenced peace. In a week of over 60 to 70 hours on the job, I still wanted to make sure I had time for the Lord. 
How can you how can you go through trial after trial, storm after storm, and still find joy and peace? Hello? Some thought I was down and out. I was in my word. Didn't spend much time on Facebook this week, sorry. I was in the word. I was working as unto the Lord, and I was in the word. Being blessed. You know why? Because I wanted to hear from God in the storm. Remember me teaching about the tent stakes will hold? Where are you planted? Where are your stakes at? Are they in the world system or are they in the, wor- in the word? The storm didn't take out my house. How about yours? Hello? You see, you can find peace in the storm. Hello? You can be going through literal, literal hell on earth and find peace in right here. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Absolutely. Because each one of us is going to need to know who we can go to. And my question to you today is, where are you searching for hope? Where are you searching for peace? Where are you searching for joy? Where are you searching for love? Right here. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's go into Isaiah chapter 9. Let me lighten this up a little bit for you and then bring it, bring it into where the Lord has us. Many of us have heard the popular scripture in Isaiah 9, verse 6, haven't we? We have it on the big screen for you. You can go there in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. We saw just a little bit of it on the video this morning. It says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. This is your word that says this. Long time ago. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Of his government and his peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from the time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. You know, even though we've heard this scripture for many years, I wonder how many are truly seeking the very one that these scriptures are talking about. Right? The word says, for a son is given. And one day, as the word said, Mary gave birth to Jesus. The word said it. And so it is. Just like as the word says it, so it's going to be. <laughs> I want to start reading the end of the book. One of the problems I see today is that too many people are still keeping Jesus, that little baby. Jesus is not that little baby anymore. Jesus lived his life. He had signs, miracles, and wonders. He went around healing the sick, setting the captives free. He died on the cross. He rose on the third day. And he sent a helper. 
He's done a lot more than just being that little baby. And he's a returning, coming king. He's not going to look like a baby when he comes back. Amen. Amen. He's not going to be the same. But I'm, I'm concerned about people today and even, even what I would, I would call people that are maybe baby Christians or maybe even some that are deceived that they, they, they just want their little baby Jesus. And the problem is they, they sit here and they go, well, Jesus is love. Baby, baby Jesus. All's good. Peace, peace, peace. Baby Jesus, make it all better. He'd bring me my F-350. He'd bring me my new house. He'll bring me my new car. He'll bring me this. Jesus did a lot more than just be born. He came and paid a price that you couldn't pay. And he's not about bringing you F-350s and new Chevy pickups. He's not your genie in a bottle. He's, he's not, if you're looking for peace, you can't have this baby Jesus wiggle, wiggle, genie, genie, and put him on a shelf until your next crisis. Hello? He's your everything or he's not at all. I think I heard that recently from a mighty man of God. He challenged us. Holy Spirit will challenge you to say, listen, is he Jesus every day or only when you have a need that you want? What about what he wants? What about what Jesus wants you to go do? Amen? What's the Lord dealing with you on right now? I'll just let that sink in. Because as the word says, he must increase. I must decrease. There's decisions I've made this year that I didn't like too well, but he must increase. And I must decrease. People all the time ask me, what are you doing? have my own little ways i'm not going to be one that says that me and jesus got our own thing going that ain't that ain't right that's not biblical but there's one called the holy spirit he's a person he's not a thing and there's a small still voice that speaks to me still during praise and worship and in prayer there's still there's still a small still voice that brings peace to me in the storms there's even, there's a small, still voice that brings peace to me when I've got big decisions to make. Hello? How many of you, I don't know if you realize this, but do you realize that there's two forms of peace and the scriptures show us? How many of you realize that? There's two, there's two forms of peace. Go with me into John 14 and I'll show you what the scripture says. John 14, verse 25. These two forms of peace are as different as light and dark. And let me tell you, there is a gift of peace that's available to you and I. Some of you are looking for peace today. Let me tell you, all you have to do is receive Jesus. Receive the gift of God because peace is a gift if you will receive it. 
If you will surrender all, cast your cares onto him, for he cares for you, and understand that there's a peace that passes all understanding that's available to you and I if we have our eyes on the Lord today. You see, I'm, not, I'm no longer talking about the things that the world gives you peace. I want to lift up Jesus today. When I'm in this pulpit, when I'm around, I want, I want somebody to know that there's one named Jesus, that he's true peace. He says in verse 25, look at this, look at the word says. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Hallelujah. You got a question, you got a need, you don't know what to do? Call upon the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And look at this. He says, peace, I leave with you. (laughs) My peace, I give to you. It's here. He's here today. He's here right now. All you have, you don't have to go out the same way you came in. You can go home receiving the gift. His name is Jesus. There's a gift. There's, there's his peace. He gives to you, but so many people reject him. I've seen so many. I've, I've tried to lead so many people in our families to the Lord, and they reject, and they want this false peace. Just make me happy. Give me a job. If I got my car, if I got my apartment, if I got my couch, I got my sofa, I got all the material things, but I don't got Jesus. You see, they don't have true peace yet. It's a path, just like we read in, in, in Isaiah 59 and 7 and 8. It's a path they don't know peace. They don't know true peace because they look for the world for their pleasure and their happiness. And the only way that you're going to find true peace is put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Light and dark right here. The world will try to give you peace. But there's one that's available named Jesus that gives you true peace. The world's peace will not last. It will leave you empty, broken, bankrupt, addicted. Hello? He says, not as the world gives do I give to you Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. That's a word for somebody today. Maybe listen on broadcast. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You've heard me say to you in verse 28, I am going away and coming back to you. And if you love me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. He says, now I've told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Hello? Who's he talking about? Satan. He says he has nothing in me. Which side are you on? There has to be a distinction, doesn't there? How many of you have heard me say that over the years as I've I've ministered in this pulpit? There has to be a distinction between a believer of Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ, and the world. Amen? By your fruit, you will be known. 
You'll know them by their fruit. I will no longer talk much with you, he says, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has nothing to me. But the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. You see, in this world, there's a lot of substitutes. There's, there's ones that find their favorite beverage after work to numb the day. There's some that want their favorite shop, uh, favorite hobby. Fishing, hunting, golfing. That's, that takes my, that gives me happiness. That's my peace. I'd rather, I'd rather be fishing this morning than go to church. That's my peace. That was me. I didn't want nothing to do with the Lord. I had a form of godliness but denied the power. You see? I didn't know peace. You see the path? I didn't know true peace. It was, it was not at my fingertips other than the fact that I needed to surrender and give my heart to Jesus Christ. Then I would begin to be on the right path to know peace. Some will satisfy them with a, a special meal or fruit or chocolate or something that makes, uh, makes their flesh feel better. Some will work to extreme levels to reduce the stress of the day. They just, they just hide in their work environment. Don't spend time with families. They'd rather be at work. God help them. Because my family is important. This week I, I was working. I, I, I was working long hours and I, I, didn't, I didn't make it to Wednesday night service. Didn't like it. Don't like it at all. I did the work. Did the work that I was contracted to do as a, as a, doing the work as unto the Lord. And don't worry, I'm taking a long vacation soon. I won't be missing next Wednesday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some will put their confidence in masks and vaccines and stimulus checks to make things all better. False peace. Who's your provider? Government or the Lord? Who's your healer? Hello. You got a little taste of this. You're get Don't worry, you're getting you're getting the calmer version than what Some some find themselves they find themselves so miserable. If I just got I if I work all day and I'm just having a rough day and I can just find that bottle as soon as I get home. If I can have that drug that just numbs everything. They're so miserable. They isolate themselves because they don't want to fellowship. And then the pity comes in and the guilt comes in and all the junk comes in. You see, that's not peace. Peace is when you can come to a family and you can come to, a, come to church and you can enjoy yourself and you can, you can find some strength again. You can be encouraged even when you're having a rough day, a rough week. Hello? You see, to the disciple... Peace comes from God. For the born-again believer. The false convert, not so much. They'll waver just like the wind and the waves of the sea. They'll be that double-minded man who's unstable in all their ways. 
because they've not made a commitment for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Look at Philippians verse 4 says. I'm doing, I'm doing okay on time. Praise God. I'll get you home before the crockpots are done. We don't want you to have added stress because your meatloaf or something isn't, isn't working out too good today. Philippians chapter 4. Look at the word of God says in verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing. Boy, that's hard to do, isn't it? There's some, there's some Christians that still worry themselves sick. Why? Why? When are we going to begin to pray, Lord, let your will be done? You see, it's all, you can have a much better night of sleep. Hallowed be your holy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I'm going to give this to you. This is not right. This is not a good situation. I'm in a tough spot, but I'm giving, to you, I'm giving this to you, and guess what? I'm going to bed. What are you going to do staying up all night? What are you worrying about? Give it to the Lord. Oh, that's easier said than done. I know it is easier said than done. Many years of on the potter's wheel. Let your will be done, Lord. He must increase. I must decrease. Worrying about a situation is not going to add anything to your day. It doesn't bring peace, does it? All it does is bring inner turmoil into your soul, into your spirit. And if we could learn to cast our cares. And too many times, you know what we do? As a fisherman, I, I got this. Some of you may not realize this. When you cast, your intention is to get that lure away from you. To put it in a spot that's not where you're at. Hello? Right? How's come we like to flip and we like to just drop it right at our feet? Hello? He says, cast all your cares to him. That means you've got to wing it out there. And you've got to let go of it. You want peace in your life, you've got to let go of some stuff and give it to God. You can't, you can't fix everything and you can't fix everything in your family and you can't make everything all right. You just have to rely on who? Holy Spirit. Amen. He's a person. You want things changed in your family? You want things changed in your life? Rely on Holy Spirit. He's not an it. It's a he. Too many times, Christians, we take our cares and we go right here so that we can re-bench press them again and pick them right back up and hang on to them. And then some of us like to take them and put them on our back and carry them around with us all day. Let go of the big bag of bricks and give it to God and let him take care of it. You do what you can do and let God do the rest. You'll find peace for your soul. You'll sleep better. You'll feel better. You may grow a few more hairs. Hello? Don't worry. I have faith. Trust me. I'm believing in the Lord. Remember what I said? There's power in the tongue. I'm believing the Lord that that he's going to give me the desires of my heart. Now, am I okay if everything's nice and shiny? Yes, but I'm believing that he's going to extend my days and extend my years, and there's going to be some new hair growth on there, and I'm going to find peace with that. Hello? 
had to lighten this up for you a little bit. Too many people in the world think that peace is the absence of trials. Hello? John 16, 33, go there with me. He says, these things I've spoken to you that in me, that's a key word, you may have peace. Outside of Jesus, if you're not abiding in the Lord, what's the Bible say in John chapter 15? That if you don't abide in him, I want to relook that up. He says that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me let me share with you another verses that it's one of the it, 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 it tickled me. And and I got such a joy in my spirit last night that as I read this, see if this bounces off you or if you can absorb this. Go with me into Colossians chapter one. I was reading this yesterday and the, the Lord just just encouraged me with this. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. If you're there, say amen. If you don't have your Bibles, we got it on the big screen for you. But if you need a Bible, we'll get you a Bible. Because it, it's, some of these verses, I, I, started, I started wearing out my highlighters. Verse 19 says, For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell. And by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, have made peace through the blood of his cross. I don't know about you, but that, you get a hold of that. Where does peace come from? Through his shedding of blood. You, you are going to have peace available to you because of the shedding of his blood. God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. On Christmas, Jesus was born with a purpose to restore and to redeem and to reconcile you. That would allow you to be rejoined with the father. Remember we talked about coming back to the father's house. Our sins separate us according to, according to Isaiah 59. They separate us from God, but it's through his blood that he redeemed and restored and reconciled us to the Father. And from that point, you now have access to peace. You don't know peace walking in your own way. You don't know peace walking in the world's way. You can only know true peace by walking in the ways and following of Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Church, I, that just, you watching by the broadcast, I just... That just whew, amazing, amazing scripture that that Jesus. So many years, oh, it's all about the presence of gifts. Only to know that I can have peace today. You can have peace today because of that shedding of blood. His blood, it, it says that his blood His blood, having made peace through the blood of his cross. He made peace. And you, you can put your name there, verse 21, were 
who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, oh, hallelujah, and blameless and above reproach in his sight. He's washed it all. There's no sin too great that he can't wash. He's reconciled you. Aren't you grateful for that, Christian? That you were once separated, and now by the shedding of his blood, he was born, he died, he rose again through his blood, that you're now reconciled to the Father, that you can have peace, you can know that you know that you know. He says he'll present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. But look what it says. Verse 23. A little word, but oh so powerful. If, if indeed you continue in the faith. Your Bible says that those that endure to the end shall be saved. You can walk away from the faith. You can separate yourself from God again. That's teaching people don't like to hear. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast. What have we been talking about recently? Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew me in that steadfast spirit. Hello? It's a reminder to you and I to keep going. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop reading your word. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop speaking the word. Don't allow this world to, to have, your, have your speech change to the negative side. Speak the word of your situation. Well, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Speak the word. You can speak for the world or you can speak against the world. I'm, I'm going to choose what the word says. I'm blessed and highly favored. Storms may hit. People are sick. People are doing this. I'm blessed. No sickness shall come near my dwelling. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Guess what? The weapons are, gonna, are already formed against you. But you need to speak that word to say, they're not going to come against me. Amen? Every morning, that's part of my prayer. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You need to get a hold of that. Speak that and proclaim that all around you. You can come against me. You can talk bad about me. You can talk bad about my family. It ain't going to get near me. It ain't going to hurt me. It's not gonna, I'm not going to allow it to cause disruption because I've got the peace of the Lord that's guarding my heart. When work is so stressful. Hello? Right? I'm not going to allow that. You see, we've got to learn not to give the world and those negative things power over us, disrupting our, our peace. Because the world will try to disrupt your peace to pull you into that mess. And you don't have to go there. You can say no to that. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. You're not going to talk to me like that. You're not going to treat me like that. Talk to the hand in Jesus' name. You know, sometimes you've got to get aggressive to keep your peace. If you continue to live this whatever mentality 
whatever goes. And allow everybody to stomp on you and stomp on your feet. Sometimes you've got to take a stand in Jesus' name. This, this tolerance mentality that we live in that everything's all right, you're all right, this is okay, and you know that it does not line up with this, that's not peace. That's tolerance. That's too tough. Come on. Come on, somebody. Amen? That's what Pastor Glenn may be saying. Say, come on, preach it. Because somebody's got to be a witness for Jesus Christ that says, you don't have to take some of this stuff. And you can be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You can say, no, I'm not bowing down to that junk. Persecute me. I had, I had a couple of decisions this week. I laid it all on the line, folks. I was like, I was like Jesus turning over the money changers. Like, well, you need to keep the peace. You need to, you need to be tolerant. You need to, you need to let this go. You need to just let anything happen. Let people push you around and do all these things. And I go, that does not line up with the Word of God. And sometimes you got to flip the tables over and say no. Like, well, that's not very peaceful, Pastor. Well, neither is causing harm to my family and my health and my body and disrupting the peace that's within me. That's not right either. And you're the world, not of God, because if you were of God, you would have seen the situation. You've been wanting to help. You've been wanting to support, and you don't see that. So guess what? I say no. And you've got to take a stand. Hello? Christians? Sometimes you've got to get bold because this world wants to just say, Let's all coexist. Let's let's all let's all just manipulate the word and there is no sin. Let's just do all this. Let's just let's all get together. Let's just all play well together. Can't we just all play well together? I'd like to, but you're not saved. And you don't line your life with the word of God. I would love for my home to be peaceful i would love for everything to be joyful but there's a boundary that's between you and i there's a distinction between you and i that says for me and my house i'm going to serve the lord and and to do what you're saying to do goes against my mission statement it goes against the scope of the project and when it goes against the scope of the project you say no you say i'm not going to let that in my house you see, we're called, oh, I'm on a rabbit trail again. You see, we're, we're called to be watchmen. Watchmen? So when things are coming up against your house, guess what? You either let it in and you say, mm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Sin's okay. A little sin won't hurt. A little sin on TV isn't bad. A little, a little beer at my kid's birthday party is, is okay. A little cussing is okay. Using the Lord's name only a little bit's okay. No, sir. No, ma'am. Well, that that's not very pastor-like. You're supposed to love everybody. I I do love you. I want to see you give your heart to Jesus Christ, and then we can have true peace in the family. Hello. Because let me tell you, you're going to have lack of peace in your family when you have made a choice for you and your house you see i'm one of the first pastors that i know of in my in my in my thompson family generations and it goes against the grain because i did things 
in the world. And sometimes if you're going to have true peace, you've got to take a stand. But how many of you know when you take a stand that sometimes it's not always warm and fuzzy? How many of you saw me come under attack this year? When I was preaching the word. And people, people started putting stuff on Facebook about me. People started doing videos about me because of the way I was preaching because it was in line with the word of God. It's okay. I still love them. I pray that they would be enlightened because they only see one piece of God. There's no reason for me to get all upset because the Lord sees I've given it to the Lord. The problem is, unless they repent, that's going to be played back for them on this great, big, mighty jumbotron of how, how they talk negative about one of God's servants. Do my prophets no harm, the Bible says. And they're going to have to give an account, just like each one of us. We're going to give an account of every word, everything spoken. I just hope that they repent in time. And it is my prayer. Lord, they know not what they do. I don't know if they realize what they did. Because they have a form of godliness, but they don't apply the power of it. Hello? I must warn you that as you make a stand for me and my house, you are going to find opposition. Hello? Are you doing okay so far? I'm almost done. Are you getting anything yet? You see, the world says, let everything be. Don't confront anything. Bow down to what we say and keep the peace. And we would love that, wouldn't we? As Christians, we would love it that everybody would give their heart to the Lord. Everybody would see the light, come out of the darkness, come out and be separate. We would love to see that, but how many of us know that in our families we're that light in that dark storm sometimes? And sometimes it's hard to keep the beacon lit. You've got to get in the word and get that oil for your lamp. Because they will try to create darkness on you that takes away your peace. And I want to encourage you this morning that you stand strong. Don't give in. You love people, yes. But you've made a commitment to Jesus Christ for a reason. Why? So you may have peace in eternity someday. Hallelujah. Don't compromise your values. You don't have to be mean and nasty. You may have to raise your voice sometimes. I got it. You get the point across. You got to guard that flesh. I got it. I understand. Been there. Lord's still working on me every week. Worked on me a lot this week. I didn't know whether it was the flesh or holy indignation. I was still praying about it. Amen? See, compromise will lead to a house of compromise. Jesus said that my house shall be a house of prayer. He turned over the money changers, didn't he? Was that peaceful? Not really. But necessary and would lead to peace doing the right thing. Sometimes we got to do the right thing even though it may disrupt some things. You know, people say, well, you know, I, I've heard this in my own family. They say, well, they'll come to Jesus when they're ready. 
You don't know the time or the hour that Jesus is coming back and you don't know when it's your last day. You don't know how far along your mansion is. Too many people think that that Jesus is only just excavating the dirt right now and they've got all kind of time. He may be putting the roof on some of you's houses and you don't even know it. The windows might be in, the carpet's in, the the brand new refrigerator's in. I mean, every every the 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 swimming pool. I mean, the all everything by the lake, the pier, everything with your mansion might be almost ready. Are you ready? Do you have peace in knowing where you're going? Because I now have peace. For many years, I had no peace on where I was going. I was afraid of dying. And there's so many people today, Christians, that are afraid to die. Oh, I don't want to die yet. You know what? I've got a long life planned for me too. But you can't be afraid of it because when it's your time, the Lord knows your days. He's numbered your days. He knows your days. So So guess what? Live. Live. Quit dwelling on the past. Have some peace in your life. Give your heart to Jesus and have that peace that passes all understanding. I know where I'm going. I've lived my life. If the Lord takes me home tomorrow, I've left you a road map. The Bible says that a wise man, a good man, leaves inheritance for his house. My wife and my family is set. They know this. Unlike some of my family, I've made sure. There will be a mourning, yes. There will be a void, yes. There will not be lack. Hallelujah. That's right. Financially, physically, spiritually. I've left you a roadmap where I'll be. Amen? You see, you can have peace in that. So much of my life, I didn't have any peace. But do you have peace in that? Do you have peace that when God says it's your time, do you have peace with that? Too many people today don't. So live for today. Live for Jesus. Do what you're called to do. Enjoy life. He says, I've come that you may have an abundant life. Are you living an abundant life today? Or have you no peace? Well, peace is available today. I told you that. Amen? Now this... I've got a few more minutes. Are you okay? I'm giving you a lot, but we're we're way ahead of schedule. Praise God. You okay? Are you are you guys ready to go? You want a little bit more? Bring it. Okay, we got a little bit more. Almost done. Let me let me share this with you that it will mess up some of you's philosophy and the, theology. Because I didn't realize this, but now I see it. I never knew this until the Word revealed this to me. The Holy Spirit taught me exactly some of the things that I go through that might help some of you today. He says in Matthew chapter 10, go with me there, verse 34. And when you're there, say amen. I'll give you a minute to get there. This is amazing, amazing scripture. Jesus said this. It's in red. How many of you know we like what Jesus said? Jesus said, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That messes with me. What about all this blessed are those that are peacemakers? What about all those that are keeping peace with everybody? What about all that? And he makes this statement. 
You've got to understand what type of peace he's looking for. Because too many people today associate worldly peace that whatever happens goes. Everybody live like they want to live. Everybody drink what they want to drink. Everybody look at what they want to look. Everybody just coexist and be fine. And listen, there's a distinction that Jesus makes that he wants you. He wants you. He goes for, and you've got to keep reading all this. The, the scriptures separate, but you've got to put all this together. You can't just stop right here, okay? So that way you can see the rest of it. He says, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring, bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. What? That's not what I signed up for. I just want everything to be good. What? Well, let's keep reading. See what he's talking about. He, in verse 37, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Seek first the kingdom. Sound familiar to you? This will rattle, rattle a bunch of people. So hang with me. Put your seatbelt on. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You mean to tell me that if I love mom and dad more than Jesus, he says that I'm not worthy of him? Do you mean that if I love my son more than Jesus and put him above Jesus, I'm not worthy of Jesus? Is that what he's saying? How many of you have noticed in your homes that when you made a decision for me and my house, that in your own family came strife and headache because you made a choice for Jesus Christ and your household does not seem to be very peaceful? The Lord came to bring a sword that if we would all come to know Jesus to separate us, then you then can have peace in your home. You can have peace in the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you, as you and I make a stand for Jesus, we're going to have to rely on the word of God, the sword, because it's a distinction. And sometimes it doesn't create peaceful situations, does it? How many of you have seen strife and things in your home because you decided for me in my house? He says, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He said, you and I've got to die to self. The cross was, was, a, was a device of death. He laid down his life. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That's deep. That's deep right there, guys. That's something to study and ponder on because, because it's an example of, of who do we put first in our life. If, if I make my wife the center of my attention, I love her beautiful woman of god but if i put her before god if i put my mother-in-law before god if i put put my whole family before god i got an issue that's what the word says he's wanting you he's wanting a distinction to be made that says i'm the authority and your provider i'm the supreme authority in your life i'm the i'm the name above all names Right? I've told you many times before. 
our marriage would never work if Jesus wasn't in the middle of it. If you, you look at any marriage going through some trouble right now, and you can, you can have marriage troubles being Christian or not Christian, but you look at a marriage that's going through the worst trouble, and you ask them one thing, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where have you put him? On a shelf? See, there's no peace in that. He's got to be with us. Holy Spirit. Right? The gospel will sometimes create division in your family. You want peace in your family? <laughs> Let every person repent and turn to Jesus. You'll have Christmas dinners like you never had before. You'll have reunions like you've never had before. Come on, somebody. Don't leave me up here by myself. You know that as a Christian, sometimes you've got to hold this tongue when you didn't want to hold this tongue just to keep the peace. You know that there's times where you're like, okay, Lord, I need you to work on them. Because it's driving you just ugh, like fingernails on a chalkboard. Because you want them to get saved. You want them to, you want them to get rid of this falseness, this, this deceivedness, this false convert stuff going on. You love them. You want the best for them, but they don't get it. Their eyes have not been opened. You want peace. Listen, you'll have true peace then. Sometimes we must do like Jesus and make our house a house of prayer. You want peace? Hello? You don't have peace right now? How much prayer are you doing? Hello? Not trying to condemn anybody. But when you get back to the basics of prayer and reading your word of God, you can find peace in your life. How often do we see people that think they're doing a good thing by not confronting sin in order to keep the peace? They look past the issue. They allow people to do whatever for the sake of peace or everyone getting along. Everyone getting along and tolerant of anything will most likely lead them to hell. And people say, well, what are, you, what are you saying? I thought you loved people. Well, guess what? If, if you saw your family in a burning house, would you not go in and rescue them or would you be afraid of offending them because you didn't want them to enjoy the heat? I mean, just it's foolishness. If you see somebody living a path that they don't know peace, why would you not want to tell them about Jesus? It's the, I didn't want to hear it either years ago. I didn't. I wanted to do my own thing. But when a man of God and a family of God showed me the true path in life, there I finally found some peace. Was it bumpy? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. My flesh didn't like it at all. Hello? You leave me up here all by myself, aren't you? We must be careful, though, to not do what the Lord's saying to do. If we sit at a point, if the Lord's saying, go talk to this person or do this, and we are afraid to do that, and we stagnate ourselves and not allowing the Holy Spirit to have our way, we then are in a dangerous situation. The Bible in James 4 says, 4.17 says, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. 
if the Holy Spirit is leading you to go talk to somebody and tell somebody, let the chips fall where they may, but you're, you need to tell them whether they hear or whether they forbear. Hello? Because we, ah, I don't have enough time to get there, but we've got to make sure that their blood is not on our hands. You, you tell them in love there is a more excellent way. It's up to them where they reject Jesus. It's up to them where they reject peace. It's, it's up to them where they reject hope and love and joy. Are you here? Amen? True peace only comes from standing strong in the word of God. And I'm getting ready to close. Standing strong for what is right. Allow the sword, the word of God, to fight your battles. Amen? You don't have to make it personal. You love on people. But let me tell you, the word will create some division. It will create friction. Why? Because the sword goes in, it cuts. When you see somebody addicted to this or addicted to that because they're trying to find peace, the word of God will cut. And it will cause friction sometimes where people won't like it. But it's only to set them free. Many of you know people that are addicted to things right now that are using it as a crutch for their peace. It's time to set them free. Jesus can set them free. In John 14, verse 1, the Word of God says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You need peace today? Right there it is. Right there it is. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Listen, you've got peace and you've got a place. Born again believer. You're wondering what it's going to be like after you take your last breath. Right here. Man, I didn't know how good God was. I just thought it was about Christmas presents. He came, he died, and he rose. And he's coming back for you and I. <laughs> Talk about peace. So many people are afraid of that last moment when they take the last breath of the last minute of the last second. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to... You don't have to worry if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, look at this is the promise. I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. You, you weren't able to do that unless Jesus came and gave his life. And shed his blood so that the, the shedding of his blood would cover all the sin in your life. His, his coming to earth as we celebrate Christmas. Soon coming the spring celebrating Easter and his resurrection. Him coming to earth enabled us to have this peace that the world doesn't get it, do they? But praise God you and I listen to my voice today that when you go out of here today... 
There's a peace now with you that no matter what, I don't have to have a troubled heart. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe the Holy Spirit. I know that he's preparing a place for me and he's coming back. That's a promise for me. So that you may be where he's at. Eternity. True peace. True peace. Eternity with Jesus. Can you think of a better place after these 120 years that we spend on earth that you are going to have an opportunity to meet the one you've been praying to face to face? The one you've been reading his word face to face. And you can have peace on the streets of gold. That's peace, folks. This world is going to end. It's going to do what it does. But when you have your eyes on Jesus, look what it says. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not, where you're, do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? But you want to have peace today? You want to have hope today? You want to have joy today? You want to have love? Look right here in verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way. <laughs> it's so simple. It's the very verse the Lord took me years and years ago to get me to change from my path to his path. Why? Because he wanted to bring peace to my life, and he wants to bring peace to your life today. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Listen, church family, that's true peace. Redeemed of God, spend an eternity with him. With him, we have peace, we have a place, and we have a promise. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. God bless you watching. We'll see you next time here at the river. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the river, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot O-R-G. Again, that's email to study at riverwc.org. God bless you.